Okay, it's not often I've ever gotten to say I'm aboard a Tesla, but that is where I am right now with Brian Mulligan and Bill Nelson from Applied Information. And we're about to do a study on the North Avenue Smart Corridor. I think I'm calling that the right thing here. This is Doug Turnbull. You're listening to the WSB Traffic Podcast. And uh, Brian is driving, but I'm going to be asking him questions as we go along. And he's here in this uh, spiffy Tesla with a screen that's literally bigger than the television in my kitchen. So uh, this is going to be pretty cool to check it out and figure out. We actually talked to Faye DeMassimo back in December about the North Avenue Smart Corridor. She's with the city of Atlanta. And now we're kind of seeing this, well, applied, right? So with an app and everything else. So, So Brian, just explain to me what this is and what we're getting to do here. Okay, so the as as we're heading out here from Punt City Market, um, the future of transportation is in these three broad categories of electric vehicles, connected vehicles, and autonomous vehicles. So we can see just even as we drive out here that the uh, the light, the status of the light in front of us here is shown on my daf- dash on my um, uh, on my phone. Uh, because this is the first of the connected um, intersections where the intersection is actually talking to the car. And so there's a box in each of these traffic intersections connecting the intersection to the cloud and through uh, the cloud connecting to the Travel Safely application which is running on the phone. And this is one of the applications that the Renew Atlanta folks have uh, done as part of the smart corridor uh, and that's where we partnered with them to show a bunch of the new technologies working and what a difference it might make to transportation. Now, some of the things we can see, some of the things are behind uh, the scenes, uh, and I'll talk about um, those as we drive up the corridor. So what we're going to do is drive up the corridor, um, some of it um, with me driving, some of it autonomous with the car driving itself. We might take a little run up the freeway um, just to show some more of the autonomous driving capability uh, of these cars and really blend this whole business of electric, connected and autonomous vehicles in together to show you what the future transportation might look like. And so what I'm seeing here is uh, this app. And tell me the name of the app again. It's uh, called Travel Safely, and we're in beta test right now. In beta test. I, can't, I, I look forward to this because actually with WSB Radio here, we've just, uh, just released our own traffic app that is not just maps, but it actually has our traffic reports that are recorded with each incident. And when your car travels near it, that incident plays for you automatically through your car system or through your phone. And so it sort of tells you what's ahead. This one, what we're seeing here, folks, for those that are listening, is you have, it says North Avenue at Dallas Street, which is the intersection is one of the exits here at Pont City Market. We're turning to the right. And when the, when the, app, or when the app had a red arrow on it, the light was red. Right. And, and it was talking back and forth to light. Now it was green. It turned green. We just made a turn. And now it's telling us what the next intersection is and what color the light is. So that's, how does it even do that? All right. So what there is is a, um, a cabinet at the corner of each intersection. You can see that yes. box over there. And one of our pieces of technology is in there connected to the traffic controller. And what it's doing is it's reading the status of the lights as well as a countdown timer of when the lights are going to turn green. So here is an example of something that's useful. You can see that the light ahead we can't see because it's over this hill, but the car knows that it's green. 
And this kind of connectivity is going to be critical for autonomous vehicles in the future when the lights are obscured, or as you saw there, when the, when the light wasn't visible, and um, the, um, the um, con connectivity between the intersection and the light was able to uh, tell the car what the status of the light was that we were approaching. So, um, we, uh, the, I'm actually waiting for a red light for uh, us to stop because I want to actually uh, show you some of the kind of applications that can be delivered, um, which, which we'll... The, so no, this this corridor is so smart; it doesn't even have red lights. Well, interesting. Just kidding. No, no, I'm actually not kidding. Because <laughs> the interesting thing that the other thing that the renewed lander folks did is they deployed what's called adaptive traffic signals, and what they're trying to do is get a higher percentage of the lights to be green for the people who are driving. That was another part of the smart corridor. So we're interfacing with this technology called SureTrack which uh, was to do with getting a higher percentage of lights green. And that's where Georgia Tech is involved, is to do the studies of are the lights being successfully turned green um, more frequently. And I know we got a lot of dogs fans listening here because WSB is the home of the Bulldogs. Georgia Tech does incredible work with traffic studies. So go figure, our first major red light is at an intersection that's a major intersection because it has to allow more cars through at the same at, at different times. We're at North Avenue at Piedmont right here in Midtown Atlanta. So now, what is the significance of us being at a red light as to what you're trying to show us here? Well, so one of the things is that when, now we're quite far from this red light, but one of the things that we've done is when you're right at the red light and you're a distracted driver, we want to give you a notification that the light's about to turn green. Now we only do that when you're within 100 yards of the intersection, so we might be a little bit far. Uh, but as we're driving up and down, you'll see that application demonstrated. And with the idea of that and with with connectivity is to be able to um, we, people are distracted. They, now, they shouldn't be texting. They shouldn't be looking at their phones. But we and it's illegal to do at a red light anyway, even though that's what, how most of us, we make our best bad decision behind the wheel. Well, at least I'm not texting down the interstate. I'm going to wait till I get to the exit and stop at the ramp and have a peek. And, that's, and so what, you, what you're trying to do is get people to know when to look up so they don't create more traffic. That is correct. Because if we just save between one and two seconds in everybody going when the light turns green, we'll have created 5 to 10% more capacity on the roadway without any additional cost. So there's some actual tangible benefits of making traffic move more smoothly by everybody being connected and everything connected to everything. It's not only connecting to the intersections, but connecting to cyclists and pedestrians and so forth. In North Avenue here, there was a number of... Um, uh, traffic, um, uh, pedestrian crossing, sorry, that were done as part of the, um, uh, the project as well to make smart pedestrian crossings. And so what would a, if I'm a pedestrian that's just standing there, I'm not trying to drive, I'm just standing at the light, what does a smart crossing do to benefit me or the other motorists? It tells that you're there without you having to press a button. So when you walk up to the, the pedestrian crossing, it flashes um, warning signs at the motorist to say there's somebody actually in the pedestrian crossing. And so not only do um, we make it safe in that situation, but because the pedestrian um, crossing is connected to the car, we can tell if you're not going to stop 
and the lights are active. So in that situation, we'll give you a bop, bop, red light to provide an additional layer of safety that, the, um, the, the, that there's a pedestrian in the crossing and the lights are active and you're not going to stop. So your company applied information, I guess, what has been hired by Renew Atlanta and the city of Atlanta to, spe- to manage the entirety of this project or just the smart technology? What? Oh, there we go. Uh, see, I see that. Get ready for green. Okay. See, I was distracted asking my question, and I didn't and know. So, so. so get ready for green means the light's about to turn green. Pay attention. Off you go. It's, it reduces the stress of driving. It, redu- it provides another layer of information. This is the first time in 100 years the traffic lights have actually worked differently. And you saw an example right there. So up until now, you only can watch the traffic light um, with your eyes. Now you can listen for the traffic light with your ears. And so these additional layers of safety are going to just make for more effective transportation uh, systems in the future. And that, so what our company did is we provided all this connected vehicle technology um, in the smart corridor, plus this app, um, to, to, to play our role in demonstrating for connected and autonomous vehicles who want to do testing that Atlanta is the place to do business because we've got the latest and greatest technology. We're a technology company based in Swanee, up at I-85. Okay. So, we're, so we're a local company. And so that was a great collaboration between us and Fader Massimo and her renewed Atlanta team to show in, this is not some long distance thing many years in the future. This is today. We've got electric, connected and autonomous vehicles driving down North Avenue. And right now we're at North Avenue and Spring Street. I see the left turn signal is on. We're in the left lane. So I think we're about to turn left here and then make a right on Linden and get onto the connector, correct? That is correct. Okay, and so how does – how then this, – this, the North Avenue corridor is the first phase of this project from Georgia Tech up until past – Pont City Markets, where it ends. Okay, so is they have they are they already looking beyond this, and when should this be fully online? Yes, they are. I'm going to answer that in two two parts. Yes, they are looking at, at this, and the reason being is that there are all kinds of different aspects to this smart city corridor, including uh, part of the smart city corridor actually runs up to the firehouses which are north and south of the North Avenue corridor. Get ready for green. And you see that now we were in the left-hand lane and we got to get ready for green just before the left turn signal came on. Okay, so it, it applies to all. Okay. Okay, so, so in other words, it could tell the difference that we were actually trying to turn left because we were in the left-hand lane. Yeah, that's incredible. And I'm looking on your dash in front of you, and I'm seeing that it shows how far away cars are ahead of you. How is the car reading that? And I know we're talking about the corridor, but how is the, what, what are they reading on that truck ahead to know that there's a truck there? Okay, so that is um, what's called local sensors. So this car has a suite of three different kinds of sensors. It's got a total of eight cameras, so it's, it's doing vision processing. Now... What we, uh, we as humans, we drive with two cameras and a supercomputer. So the belief is that if you put sufficient cameras and sufficient computing power in a car, it will drive itself. And we'll, we'll have a, a demonstration of that just up, up the road here. 
And we're, we're getting on to the downtown connector. We've just come off the Linden Avenue merge point, and so we're still here in Midtown. We're heading north, and no surprise, there's traffic on the connector. And I think one of the big moves behind autonomous driving there is, okay, we can make people not have to focus on driving so they can spend other time in their car doing productive things that they wanted, but then also it should make traffic better, correct? Correct. And I want to push back a little bit on the idea that the first goal is um, so that we do other things in the car. Our first goal is to try and save some of the 40,000 lives of the people who get killed on the roads each year. Now, one of the things that you may not may not uh, or have noticed is the fact that I put the car in autonomous. Uh, yeah, I didn't even it didn't nothing changed. I, all of a sudden, I see you just chilling out there. <laughs> right, and so what you can actually do is reach over here when we come to this curve up here, and you'll feel the car driving because the car's actually driving. Now, the car's driving as a human. It's operating the wheel and the pedals. But what we're doing, and you can see it slowing down for this car that's ahead of us. Now, it's a combination of vision and the radar that has detected that there's a car ahead of us, but there's the cars to the side of us are not a threat to us. So what it's doing is making a whole bunch of decisions about how to drive. And the big thing that I've experienced in the year that I've been um, driving autonomously, I've done about 28,000 miles and probably 20,000 of those autonomously, is what makes it all much safer is the concept that it's me and the car driving. So here somebody's uh, pulling out of our way up front and the car accelerates appropriately. Here's somebody cutting us off the car slows down. So the speed limit here is 65 miles an hour on 85 North. We're about to drive under the Peachtree Street overpass, so we're just after the Brookwood split. And the maximum speed here is 65 miles an hour. The car is choosing to go 60 because there's congestion and people are changing lanes. But I see it now speeding up to 64 because there's about, what, 50 yards between us and the car in front of us. Correct. And so, in fact, here's the speed limit is, in fact, 55. Yeah, it's changing now. So. so you can see that it puts on my dash the speed limit at 55. Now, that's... To but it's not slowing down. Well, no, it no, it's not. And the re there's a reason for that. Tesla's philosophy was to build the world's best car, rightly or wrongly. I'm, I've got nothing to do with Tesla. I just happen to use it for these demonstrations. Hey, it's not a bad choice. <laughs> it sure isn't. Um, but what they're saying is... We're trying to build the world's best car. We're not trying to build you a babysitter. So while you're on a divided highway, you as the pilot choose the speed. Now, I could select here to do 70 miles an hour. I've just bumped it out. Oh, okay. I see. So the max the max in the, cir the circle there is what you are setting the governor on, and then the speed limit. Okay, I got it. That's correct. So in other words, that's called the target speed. And that's me as the pilot in charge. And you can see now a car pulled out ahead of us, and the car accelerated up to 75 miles an hour. Um, and that's because the traffic happens to be doing 75 miles an hour on this, this, this piece of road. Yeah, we're, we're wide open now. But, but again, it's you are the pilot making these judgment calls. What do you think is safe? Now, there's traffic ahead, and the car's quite appropriately slowing down for this traffic ahead. And even then, you can say, now, I'm, maybe I'm a bit um, not very aggressive as a driver. I've got a setting that I can set to say how aggressively I want the car to drive. No, and, ha and they measure that by a certain, okay. It's, it's not a direct, because it, it varies the distance depending on the speed. But now it's going to drive closer to this car in front. 
and it still thinks it's safe and it's fine it will save it'll break it'll stop when their car breaks but i think that this is too close so me as a human I can set it to a more relaxed driving style, which is I prefer. And this is telling the computer in this car that I wanted to drive more conservatively. And as you can see, they'd be just driving up 85 without me doing anything. Uh, that's incredible. And so, just feel, feel as we go around this corner. Just feel the steering wheel as 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 we go around, and you'll feel the car just making little corrections and just driving as a human. Is there a button or switch that you flip to say I'm not an autonomous anymore there's a little stalk on the left hand side here and I can put it in autonomous and take it out of autonomous with that stalk as well as set the uh, target speed uh, of um, what target I want to aim for so I, I, I use this on Peachtree Industrial and all kinds of other roads as well and so um, if it's a let's say a windy road even if there's a 55 mile an hour speed limit and I don't think it's safe but I want to drive autonomous, autonomously I will put the uh, target speed to maybe 45 miles an hour whatever I think is safe interesting thing you can see something happening over here can you, can you see that the car is telling me to hold the steering wheel yes the car is demanding that I drive with it it's not either the car or me driving it wants me to pay attention and the, and if I don't pay attention and and hold the steering wheel it's got a sensor in here to tell whether I'm holding the steering wheel and I would typically drive like this holding the steering wheel getting the feedback from the car because I can tell you all these little movements it's made making but I can say that after doing about 20,000 miles autonomously it's substantially less tiring to drive when I'm driving long distance, so for example, at the moment, I've got 205 miles in range left. It's a 320-mile range in this car. Um, but this is going to drive all the way to South Carolina all by itself. Until you tell it not to. Until I tell it not to. Yeah, we're on 85 North, uh, coming up under uh, Claremont now in about a half mile. So we're, we're out of the range of the North Avenue corridor, but it shows it, how smart these vehicles are that are going to be upon it. S since we're out here, can I, I want to ask a few more questions about it. Sure. They, they, well, I remember uh, De Mr. Massimo telling me how rare the grant was that they received to do this, how forward-thinking and ahead this technology is from what a lot of people are doing. Do you have anything else to compare this to? As it happens, yes. I'm uh, part of uh, our company is uh, part of the National Trade Association that's uh, for providers of technology into the transportation space, all the folks who make traffic lights and so forth. So last week I was in um, Washington, D.C., um, seeing uh, various people on the Senate side and various other organizations in Atlanta. It's part of those duties. But that gives me a familiarity with what is happening around the rest of the country. There are three pilot schemes in um, Wyoming, New York City, and Tampa that are being undertaken by the U.S. Uh, Department of Transportation. Those are multi-year projects that um, are using a particular kind of radio technology um, that, that it was selected for the projects to, try, to trial out. What Atlanta has done has seized the initiative of a city taking charge of its own future by using some grant money, some comparatively small amounts to lead the way to attract business and to attract um, new companies that, do, that are developing 
autonomous and connected technologies to come to Atlanta. And, and so we were really pleased and proud to be selected to be part of that project because it's a one of a kind. It's actually leading the nation. I can confidently say that Atlanta is leading the nation with uh, the deployment of these smart technologies to attract commerce to uh, the Atlanta metro area. And when you, I heard plural being used there, and I want to make sure I understood that correctly. So, besides the North Avenue Smart Corridor, are there are there others that are in the works that are just not being done by this grant or being done by the by this part of the city of Atlanta? Uh, I mean, are there are there others in Metro Atlanta that you know of that? And and as it is a Smart Corridor, now you say it's a beta testing. Can people start testing this out for themselves now? Right. Let, let me come back to, to you in in. In fact, what I'm going to do is just turn around up here. Yeah, we're up to Shambly Tucker now, exit 94. So we've we've made it a good ways uh, into the suburbs, but we're still ITP. Calm down, everybody. We're still ITP. All right. So so yeah, the first part of the question: Are there other places in Metro Atlanta where where this is being looked at or even done? And the answer is yes. And so uh, we've the city of Marietta has also been very forward thinking, and they were slightly focused on a different aspect, which is getting their fire trucks more quickly to their citizens, um, so that even though traffic is increasing, they can get back to the response times that they used to have, and. They, in fact, showed that by deploying this technology, they could save building a firehouse. And they could equip uh, the city of Marietta with this technology for less than the cost of a new fire truck. And so uh, that's underway. We've got a number of other um, um, cities and counties, including Gwinnett and so forth, who are looking at their technology and, and looking to participate next year. Now, the big thing is, is that the um, Renew Atlanta and the North Avenue Smart Corridor, they went first to try all this technology out. And so if it all works, then they will deploy it in the whole of the city of Atlanta. And so, for example, you saw driving down North Avenue, some of the convenience applications of Get Ready for Green, which, you know, told you when the light was going to turn green. And, um, and, and plus the business of being able to run red lights and connect your cyclists and the various other applications that it does, plus feeding all this data to Georgia Tech so that they can continue to do research into the next generation of traffic systems. So the point of all of this is that their objective is to do an evaluation and the technologies that work in North Avenue is to deploy those throughout the city. Okay, so they're going to start with North Avenue, and then hopefully it spreads. And then at the same time, in Marietta, they're looking at fire engine technology and trying to get those more efficient. And because of these things, there are other counties that are that are looking at it. So then the next part of the question, how do people right now that maybe live or work in Midtown, can they even, or how do they, interact with this North Avenue Smart Corridor? Right, so the, we're in beta test right now, and so that you can go to a website called travelsafelyapp.com 
And if you're an early adopter who wants to try this technology out, register on that website, travelsafelyapp.com, and what we'll do is we'll tell you how to get the app as we roll it out to more and more beta testers to want to try it out. Now, as we're knocking the, the final bugs out of the system, we want people who want to help us do that, not necessarily people... Uh, if you want to uh, wait for the finished, fully tested product, then wait till early in the next year where it's going to go to public release. So early 2018 is when the corridor should be finished and the testing for the app should be done. That is, cor that is correct. That's the time scales. Okay, so Q1, we'll say 2018. And then how does this, I remember a Fata Massimo from Renew Atlanta telling me back in December that it interacted with the Beltline as well. So we've talked about pedestrians, we've talked about traffic lights, what, what, and I've heard smart street lights and the Beltline. So what, what are the other phases of this we haven't touched yet? Right, so the, the, the future involves everything connected to everything. And so what that means is, so even on North Avenue, and so there's a firehouse north and a different firehouse south of North Avenue, those are also connected to this North, north Avenue. So those fire trucks in, that, um, in those vicinities are also trying out the, the fire truck capability of being able to respond uh, more quickly to emergencies and get to to the citizens in, in a shorter time. And the initial results of that has been very, very positive. So they, you know, following the Marietta uh, initial work with fire trucks, they also using the fire trucks because once you have the technology deployed of everything connected to everything, you can de deliver all sorts of applications. The next application that's being um, uh, pushed forward is the MARTA buses. It, it's desired to have uh, the MARTA buses provide more effective um, service, transit service, for their users. And that's in the common good. It takes vehicles off the road and so forth. So one of the things is we're doing is working with Renew Atlanta and MARTA uh, to make their buses connected so that they would get more green lights than they would have otherwise have got by being connected to all the traffic intersections. So that's the next step. And then following after that is the streetcar, is that the business of the streetcar um, needing right-of-way over vehicles and, and, and so forth to provide a better streetcar service. We, we, the next phase is to equip the streetcar with this connected vehicle technology. And so, and then, so we've got MARTA, We've got fire trucks. We've got the streetcar, and then there's the Beltline too. And you've talked about cyclists and everything. Is there a certain intersection that the Beltline meets with passenger vehicles or with other traffic that this applies to? Uh, we haven't um, dealt specifically with that use case yet. We've certainly have demonstrated how this technology makes cyclists safer, and we've got a number of videos and and, and so forth. Um, and we on the on the ribbon cutting, we we put a cyclist on the. Uh, on, the, on the corridor and showed everybody how uh, if you were going to hit the cyclist it goes bop bop cyclist in your car but it also gives the cyclist a warning to say bop bop motorist behind Okay. and so uh, the intention is to start working with cycle clubs and so forth uh, as we roll this forward um, so that everybody can benefit and so if it tells uh, how does it tell you that through the app or does it have a okay Yep, through the app they, and the speaker on the phone. The, um, you know, they, there's all kinds of thoughts about how this information should be conveyed to motorists and pedestrians and cyclists. But at the moment, there are 390 million smartphones in the United States. 
So let's start there. Let's see what we can do about delivering applications that improve people's lives straight away. Let's not worry about what happens in 2025 or 2030. Let's worry about what can we do in 2018. I think that's been one rub on smart cars is that how are we going to get the road full of them because that's the way they work the best. So yeah, let's let's meet somebody where they where they are right now, which is in their their phone. So folks, again, if you want to interact with the North Avenue Smart Corridor in a beta kind of way and help test it, travel safety uh, safely or safety travel safely oh. Tra- safely, not the adverb. Okay, travel safely app.com and then uh, and then of course at the quarter one of next year you can get this uh, travel safely app as in, in the more common stores any other parting words on this uh, as we again are joined by brian mulligan the president of applied information out of swanee yeah i think that w- one of the things that i'd just like to illustrate maybe with yourself uh who's now driving autonomously for the first time but how quickly you've got used to it yeah it's it really uh I, I, I'm not even thinking about it, honestly. You're absolutely right. And so this is these technologies that the potential is to transform our lives, and they're coming really quickly. We can save lives and improve traffic and improve the environment right now with a combination of technologies. And that's what applied information is focused on, is trying to do what we can uh, to deliver applications that can you know, make us all better as soon as we can. As soon as we can, and there's, and we know with Georgia roadway fatalities increasing now, we're in the third or fourth year straight. It, it looks like we're on track again this year to increase. That we need to get things safe, safer. And I know as uh, as Brian and you, Bill, in the back too, both have seen out there on the roads that uh, it certainly has gotten more dangerous out there. So hopefully we can make some inroads in that. That's that's certainly the, that's certainly the plan, and we look forward to partnering with everybody as part of the travel safely community. Because don't forget, once you're dealing with apps all connected to each other, it's building a community of people who are going to help each other stay safe. The more people who are connected, the the, the safer everybody will be. Yeah, certainly, and we've seen Channel 2 do some stories on this as well. So the Travel Safely app, another great way, another great tool to have while you're driving. Have that that open to communicate with the lights there when it's out next year, or you can beta taste it now, travelsafelyapp.com. Download our Triple T Traffic Alerts app as well. That tells you about the big problems that are ahead and also sends you push notifications so you know even before you get out on the road what's going on. And, you know, if you've, you've also got your other turn-by-turn technology. I guess I should ask one thing about this app here before we go. Is, is this an app that you could use as kind of an all-in-one that has turn-by-turn and it communicates with the lights, or do you use it in a layer with other travel apps that you would use? You use it in a layer with other travel apps, and the reason being is that it runs in the background as well. So even if you're using Waze or Google or your other nav app, this runs... The Triple Team Traffic Alerts app. Let's triple Team Traffic Alerts there app. Yeah, there okay, we go. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and so what that means is that, um, and the app is free, we're not trying to monetize the app. The reason how we see it is eventually this, is going, this technology is going to be absorbed into other apps number one being the triple team traffic app yeah we'd like to and so what that means is that because we're not trying to monetize the app we it gives us the capability of partnering with people like yourselves to make everybody safer what we do is we make our money selling boxes into the infrastructure that's our that's our business and so this will eventually be consumed by the by the uh, by the cars and by other apps and by other users and so forth 
and um, that's the way we, we, we see whether we can make a difference going forward. And that's big. So I, uh, folks, strongly encourage you to be looking into this. And as this moves from North Avenue to other streets in Atlanta to other cities, we certainly are glad that your company and a bunch of others are out there trying to make people safe. So th- thanks for the test drive today. Uh, you, you, you're, you're very welcome. All right. That's Brian Mulligan, the president of Applied Information, a local Georgia company. You may say, hey, what's up with the accent? No, he's from Georgia. Hey, they're here in Georgia. So be sure to check them out. And, of course, if you're any city leaders or anybody are listening, you might want to give them a look there. So, uh, Brian and Bill, thank you so much. And, folks, thank you for listening to another bonus installment here of the WSB Traffic Podcast. We'll hit you soon.